Welcome back to the Grand Slam Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Anderson, and this is episode 12. And man, what an episode I have for everyone today. But first off, let's start off with the biggest news. Well, maybe it's the biggest news, depending on who you're a fan of in the Pioneer League. But as of last night, the Missoula Paddleheads have officially won the Pioneer League 2021 Championship. They defeated the Boise Hawks 14-1 to in what was a, an amazing game. The Paddleheads lost their previous game on Wednesday um, to tie the series up, and last night was basically a Game 7. It was Game 3, best of three series. But man, did they show up, and they did not let up on those bats. 14 runs over the nine innings. What an impressive win, and congratulations to the Missoula Paddleheads with their win. Funny enough, I found out last night as well that the former Rocky Mountain Vibes pitching coach from the 2019 season, uh, Michael Salat, I believe is how you pronounce his name. I apologize if I'm getting that wrong. He ended up becoming the manager for the uh, Paddleheads at the beginning of the season. And man, what a amazing job he did as a head coach. He had the best record in the entire league. And of course, they won the championship. So congratulations to the Paddleheads and congratulations to him. Once a vibe, always a vibe. So we appreciate it, Michael, for everything you did here at the Vibes organization as the pitching coach. That obviously led you into a manager spot for the Paddleheads, which won you a championship. So great job, everyone, on that. Here's the biggest news coming. Coming out of the Pioneer League, I think is, in my opinion, the biggest. We've been talking for weeks now, and we finally, finally got a confirmation on Wednesday afternoon that the Rocky Mountain Vibes will be back in 2022. I am so thrilled. I am so happy to hear this news because originally, um, before I recorded this podcast and had moved the podcast over to Friday, or Friday going forward, I did not know where we were going to be. I I had some scenario-based podcasts planned of what the vibes could look like in five years, but that was really, really kind of jaded information that it was more of a guess. Um, There was some speculation personally that I did not think the vibes were going to be around after this year. There's just been too much questions and concerns and things that didn't really make sense personally to me as I uh, addressed on the last episode on Tuesday, where all the signs pointed in the right direction that the Rocky Mountain Vibes had a amazing year when it came to attendance, when it came to all these type of things. That was not the case. So again, it's one of those things where I am curious to see where things go. I'm more excited that we will have 10 teams in the Pioneer League for 2022. And I mean, officially, that that's where we're looking at at this point. We have 10 teams. I've heard they are going to potentially go to a new playoff format. There is a possibility that the split uh, half season stops and that they just go to one full season and then have an actual tournament for um, playoffs, longer playoffs or whatnot. So there is so much scenarios that could happen over the next, uh, I think about nine months until the season gets going. 
Um, but definitely stay tuned to this podcast. I will be breaking any kind of Pioneer uh, League news that comes up. Rocky Mountain vibes, of course, and everything in that uh, realm of the uh, show will stay the same. I am going to kind of look going forward of doing different topics during the off season um, to kind of keep the podcast going weekly. I am still working on the all elite wrestling side of the podcast. There's so much things that need to go into that. I'm still working on trying to get a format together, trying to find time with the the person who is my all-time best friend, essentially of getting a time together to actually push out these episodes episodes weekly or whatnot and try to figure out what to do with these episodes like I don't want it to become just another review of all elite wrestling because there are so many podcasts out there that do in the moment reviews where they review the current shows now of course I've been posting on Instagram the results to AEW um, dark AEW dark elevation and dynamite rampage so there's the full Four shows per week and then of course pay-per-views and things like that that I am working on weekly of getting those results up for everyone that may not get a chance to check that out but want to see the results and then maybe watch episode down the uh, down the road at that point but there's a lot of, of things I have stored in my brain and ideas that I kind of want to address and kind of bring up t- uh, to to my friend Chris or whatnot and see if these work I was thinking of more doing a all Elite wrestling show kind of a little different um I recently had listened to a, a different podcast about uh WWE and WCW and that basically is a very long podcast but they go back to certain episodes and really break down every scenario of these episodes and I mean some of the episodes are two parts and each episode is like six hours long each so there's a lot to breaking down stuff and then getting ideas ideas uh, there's the AEW action figure line that I collect and he collects as well. There's a lot of aspect of this podcast that I want to put into it and there's just so much to it that trying to get it together record it and kind of go from there is going to be quite the task Um, but I I think it'll happen eventually. I just don't know 100% when and then kind of go from there with it but of course this podcast, the main one, will stay despite the fact the baseball season is over. I am looking forward to a lot of off-season topics. I I believe next week I am looking to review the uh, 2019 Rocky Mountain Vibes season from the moment they became a team to the end of the season. There's a lot to uncover with that. Again, this this year was the second year in a row that they've played baseball and have been the worst team, I believe, in the league overall. There's a lot to dig and dive into that scenario with the um, overall season, the 2019 season that was played, and then really kind of recap the 2021 season and um, kind of give some just guesses of what's going to happen in 2022 because we we know there's a season. Um, they have officially announced that, but we do not. We don't know if it's with Monclova. We have not heard anything with that. We don't know if the vibes are going to have to go out and get their own team again, which was originally planned prior to the Monclova contract. There's a lot of digging to do to find out this information and wait on it. 
Um, so there'll be plenty of episodes coming up. And in all honesty, again, the main topic today and the main focus of this episode is the road to 2022 has officially begun for the Pioneer League. As of, I think, about 10 o'clock last night after the Paddleheads won the championship, that started the brand new season. Teams woke up this morning ready to start the 2022 season with a bang. And man, I've already seen posts from the NoCo Owls. I'm going to start calling them the NoCo Owls. It's their uh, their Instagram uh, handle name. And I like that. Northern Colorado Owls just sounds as much as a mouthful as the Rocky Mountain vibes kind of do as well. But NoCo Owls sound great. Uh, and that's what we will call them on this uh, show. But they're already posting And I think overall we have a lot to kind of go over of expectations for the 2022 season. It's a mouthful as well trying to say that over and over again. And I mean it's hard to believe that we are nearly about three and a half months away from 2022 already. It seems like time is just it's flying by like no other. So when we essentially break down going forward these different episodes I do want to point out that the biggest thing I want to accomplish here is to create a strong environment, a strong group of people um, that may not be in the surrounding area of the Pioneer League, but want to follow it. Um, There are many great options that I hope next year still happens with the uh, PBLnetwork.com website that they stream all the games on. I hope that continues. It's free. That is such a marketing design to let anyone watch it where you don't have to pay. I know, as I've talked about the Pecos League with the Color Spring Snow Socks, they actually, you have to have a subscription per year to stream their games um, which I I don't agree with especially at that level I should be able to pull up YouTube pull up the pblnetwork.com and stream any game and choose to either just watch it at home for free or as a season ticket holder go out to the vibes game and actually watch it in person i'm still paying for that ticket regardless if i chose to stay at home or not to watch it so i think that's definitely a great incentive for fans for the pioneer league is having that streaming option available because there's there's been plenty of times where the vibes are out of town i don't want to pay additional money to watch those games um and i think that the streaming aspect um of the pioneer league really works because it's giving us fans the options to follow our teams going forward when they're on the road or when you just don't feel like going out to a game and there's many of times even as a season ticket holder that those situations come up um after a long day at work or not wanting to potentially get out there and it rain things like that all kind of go into consideration and I really do think that the Pioneer League is set to grow massively. They have great talent pool across the board and it shows and these doubters and naysayers of this league, I don't want to watch on this like rookie league baseball. That It's the common denominator of fans when they think of rookie league or a private league or independent 
independent league, essentially, oh, these players aren't the Major League Baseball. These aren't Major League Baseball. Who cares? Who cares? And I, I've spoken about this openly on previous episodes, and it's it's just one of those things where I felt bad for the vibes, and I think other players did too on other teams because we had such a young team that when these teams would come in, they would their age ranges were like later late 20s into their 40s and these kids on the vibes were 15 to 26 or 27 and maybe a little bit older than that but it was far and far in between where these players are very young and it was almost playing like a high school team compared to a pro team so again I don't think that Monclova idea was a bad thing but I would love to see the vibes actually have competition or B competition per se in the Pioneer League and not end up being a, a true rookie affiliation when most of the players in these league in these uh, these independent leagues are not rookies they're not freshly drafted out of high school or in college or whatnot like the previous edition of the Rocky Mountain Vibes were in 2019 when they were a rookie rookie affiliation team for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers that that's plain and simple what it is all about is that aspect of trying to get a balance between all these teams and when you have now 10 teams in this league starting next season and then you break down the factor that you're still a rookie affiliation to a major league team which is what Monclova the vibes are to Monclova. It's not setting this team up for competition within the entire league. And I, I don't know the aspect of what went behind that. Um, it, it's again, it's it, we saw some great players that have great talent, but I don't think it was up to the level of the Pioneer League where they could be contenders anywhere. The vibes were never ever set to be contenders. Yeah, did they win the first two games of the season and and then completely fell apart after that of course that's exactly what happened that's the storyline for this team in uh, 2021 but is that fair going forward when you're trying to build this league up to be a, a, a true independent league where these players have chances to be signed with minor or with major league baseball teams which we we saw across the board and later in the episode I'll, I'll kind of discuss that in the road on, or on the road to 2022 is looking at that aspect of how many players from the pioneer league were signed to major league baseball contracts that did not happen for the rocky Mountain vibes that as I've talked about in previous episodes as well they were not uh, from my understanding because obviously it didn't happen so I don't see why it would be any different there was never trades between the vibes and other teams in the Pioneer League the Major League Baseball organization overall was not allowed to sign vibes players from my understanding and when the vibes would sign a player they would sign them under the Monclova I'm Umbrella. So that that remains the question. Like I almost feel like looking at the other 
Mexican uh, baseball league, or I, I'm not quite sure exactly what the league is called, but looking at that league and determining where these other teams have their minor league teams. Are they in these independent leagues? Are they just a different league altogether? Because it, it just makes me question what the outcome of the Rocky Mountain vibes will be or what the expectations are in a 2022 season if we are still part of the Monclova organization. Now, could you still have the the league? You still have Monclova. You still have the contract with them for 2022. Bring back the same players and hope that they grow more as a team and whatnot or maybe go out and get a better pitching staff. There's so many questions that remain to be answered or kind of looked at that I, I, I feel we'll find out eventually what happens with it. Hopefully it's for the best. I, I really want to see some winning baseball here in Colorado Springs and it, we deserve it as fans. We've I think had one or two championship teams in the history of Colorado Springs with the Sky Sox and that's what we want to see. We want to see winning baseball because those attendance numbers that essentially the Rocky Mountain Vibes had where they had 2,836 per game and with a capacity of 8,500, they could easily, if they get on board and become a competitive team in 2022, those numbers will eventually keep climbing and out of the entire league, they could have the highest attendance record for the 2022 season and it could work. It literally could work to build off the Rocky Mountain vibes. There's so much potential for this team. There's so many people in Colorado Springs that we we're surrounded by a I think it's five military bases in just a, a little section of Colorado Springs and I mean there's the new Space Force um, military base just basically blocks down the road from the Rocky Mountain Vibes UC Health Park um, Stadium. So in there is so much potential. We will go into that in the main topic today, which is the road to 2022 begins now. So let's go ahead and go to that main topic and let's talk about the 2022 season and what it looks like for the Pioneer League, for the Rocky Mountain Vibes, and anyone else in the league going forward. Let's go ahead and dive into that now. Alright, so let's go ahead and dive right on back into the main topic here, which is the road to 2022 season. As we have officially said, the Vibes are back, they are continuing their season, but that does not mean that the Rocky Mountain Vibes are back in the exact same format they're currently in. We know they're going to be part of the Pioneer League, there's no debate about that. But the question that still remains and has not been answered yet, it potentially could be shortly, is does Monclova keep the affiliation with the Rocky Mountain Vibes? They had made uh, comments on social media um, right as we started getting to the end of the season that they appreciated their their system that they had in place with the Rocky Mountain Vibes for uh, bringing players up and down 
and things like that. So as fans of not only the Grand Slam podcast, but also the Rocky Mountain Vibes, or even other teams for that matter, um, do you want to see that connection with the Monclova baseball team in Mexico for the Rocky Mountain Vibes? Now, I had had mentioned earlier that we have not seen any trades, signs by MLB, or anything like that with the Rocky Mountain Vibes because of this contract. And that, to me, could scream a essential problem when it comes to continuing to keep this fan base going. Now, we had a huge fan base. I, I think that the average fans that were in attendance for every home game basically shows there's commitment for fans. Now, does that mean it's the same fans every single time? Absolutely not. But it's enough fan base or enough advertisement to get fans out to sit in those seats to watch the game. Now, that doesn't mean that these fans came out, stood around for a couple minutes, and then left. This is just who has crossed the gates and had their tickets scanned. That's that's essentially where you could draw the factor of the Monclova contract worked, but does it work going forward? Because the Rocky Mountain vibes cannot, and I, I mean this, cannot suffer another losing season and go the worst in the league for two consecutive seasons that they've played. Now, two different teams, I understand, but if you get the same team back again next year, what exactly is changing? If you don't change coaching staffs, which I don't even know if that needed to be done, but we we appreciated what a lot of the pitchers brought to the table, but some that were on the team did not attribute to anything other than giving up runs so as this affiliation to Monclova happens they dictate what is going to be here it is their contract their team their triple a team for for speaking purposes I think they've actually called the vibes their triple a team at one point um but it's something that we've got to realize that may not work in the Pioneer League going forward if we are trying to become contenders for that Pioneer League championship. Now, I don't know with the Pioneer League itself what kind of contracts they allow out for these type of affiliations or what that scenario is. Obviously, the other seven teams in the league had no affiliations like this at all, and they had players that ended up being signed by major league teams. They were promoting players left and right to these MLB contracts that they had scouts at the stadiums and whatnot during the games. Now, of course, You don't necessarily, if you're trying to build a team, yes, you want these players to go to the major leagues, sell their careers, and do all that type of stuff. When you're trying to build a team that is championship worthy and wins games, that's where I question what exactly the vibes are going to do in 2022. Trust me, I would love to see Jacob Barfield, um, Mike Anone, uh, Aldo Nunez, all these guys come back and play here again and continue to build on their um, overall baseball legacy, let's call it, and to potentially, if we are keeping the Monclova contract, seeing those guys get called up to go play in the big leagues in Mexico, because that's what they're doing. That's what these players are there for. 
they're trying to make it to a bigger and better team, that being the, the major league team of Mexico, to show their skills and to be part of that team. Now, Monclova did not win the championship this year. Obviously, they did in 2019. So, again, I, I ask this as being a listener, if you're listening into this podcast, what would you want to see? Do you want to see the Rocky Mountain Vibes basically go out and get their own team like they were originally doing? Um, we had the University of Colorado here. Here in Colorado Springs, their coach for their baseball team was going to also coach the Rocky Mountain Vibes. That did not happen because of this contract. And I don't know if that, I guess you would say relationship was soured when this all happened. There there obviously was some changes in leadership at the Rocky Mountain Vibes. The president of the team left, we got a new one, and that's when this whole Monclova thing kind of went went down, and that's where quality of baseball we got now. Quality of pitching and offense or defense that we got was not superb, but when it came to the offense, there was a lot of great dynamics to that that really helped shine the essential team and made it clear as day of what they could potentially do in the future. My other question is this, is if Monclova does not continue this contract, where do those players go? Where does that Monclova contract go? Does it go sign with another team? Could, hypothetically speaking, could one of the new teams in Montana, or the new team in Montana, could they get the the contract for Monclova? And they get the, basically, the Vibes players next year? Those are all questions that could happen. I, I, I would say from an outside perspective of how bad the Vibes did this year, I, I don't see another team doing that, um, but... Again, time will tell on this journey to 2022 of what happens, what kind of team we get, and basically our schedule. I think the schedule is going to be interesting as well. The whole season, the Rocky Mountain Vibes did not play the uh, Missoula Paddleheads, so I'm curious about that if we'll play them in 2022. Um, And what it looks like for these other two teams joining the league, the NoCo Owls and the team in Montana. We we don't know what they're going to be named yet or anything like that, so that that's remained to be seen. Now the other thing that we bring up here is what realm of things will the Rocky Mountain Vibes do in 2022? Now I talked about in previous episodes about promotions, staff, things like that. The staff, awesome staff. You keep the staff. I mean, we had that little bit of a hiccup um, with that marshmallow fight that they redeemed themselves at the end of the year for. But a lot of staff members come and go. They are seasonal workers. They either sign with other teams. We saw that throughout the season as well. But the real question is, what do you do for your fans? What kind of promotions do you bring to the table? And in-game promotions as well now one team i want to bring up that i think a lot of these minor league independent league teams should look into what exactly the savannah bananas did now if you're not familiar with the savannah of bananas kind of rhymes so it's hard to say fast um i came across this team on tiktok um not long ago and then did some research and actually watched a espn small documentary on them and what it basically was was their motto is we make baseball fun 
fans first, entertainment or entertain always. And these players, this team, they are insane to me. And it's literally, there's a there's a video on YouTube. It's called The Greatest Show on, in Sports. And essentially, that I, that's essentially where they show like a trailer of their team. They have been in business, I believe, for four years now. And the Savannah Bananas have sold out every single game that they have played since they became known in Savannah. They they began in 2016. So they are in 1819. They're in their they were in their fifth season or sixth. Cause I, I do believe they did play in 2020 with very limited access to the games, but they did play. Um but their attendance, um they recorded over ninety one thousand fans at twenty five home games in 2016. They broke the CPL um record which is the Coastal Plain League that they play in single season attendance record previously held by the Pensacola Pilots after only 22 regular season games. Out of 24 regular season home games, they were 17 sellouts and 2 rainouts. One of 3 playoff games also sold out. The team also ranked second in average attendance, 3,659 fans per game among 160 collegiate summer teams across the country. Now they are a collegiate team. Um, I, I would almost say they're like a rookie uh, affiliation type team. And in 2017, they welcomed 108,498 fans, again, breaking the largest attendance record. They also sold out all regular season games with an average of 4,173 fans each night. Um, 2018 continued the streak of sold out games with the entire season being sold out with over a month remaining in the regular season. They brought a total of 118,262 fans to Grayson Stadium, shattering their own previously set record or league records as well as ranking second in the country in attendance for summer college uh, teams and in 2019 the team had a total of 117,729 fans for the fourth year in a row they led the coastal plain league in attendance due to okay so due to COVID-19 pandemic in 2020 the team reduced capacity to 30 percent to ensure safe distances between fans each game continues to sell out at the new capacity as the bananas created a safe outdoor space for fans to enjoy entertainment and the game. Bananas sold out the 2021 season in July. This is the first season back to full capacity since the pandemic restrictions were lifted. And let me, again, let me tell you, like, they have innovative baseball together. Banana Ball in 2020, the Bananas debuted a new version of baseball that was designed to make the game faster and more exciting to watch. Banana Ball features nine new rules. Um, they test different uh, rules at uh, different colleges and university uh, players, testing in front of fans at the Grayson Stadium in 2019 with inner squad scrimmage before its official debut. The Bananas added a Banana Ball series in the spring of 20. 2021. Um, the spring series gained national attention, media attention when MLB players like Dallas Braden and Josh Reddick donated hotel rooms for those coming to try out to stay in. So, I mean, they, they've become pretty popular and essentially they've created their own personality of John Boy and his crew um, came to cover a game of the Banana Ball in Savannah. 
The YouTube personalities breakdown of the game uh, attracted a lot of attention across social media platforms. If you, again, if you have not looked into this team, the Savannah Bananas, I would do it. Especially anyone from the Pioneer League listening to this. There is something there, and I don't know how much the Pioneer League could change, wants to change, to make a difference in the overall presentation. But I think even teams can do it. I, I, again, saw across the league so many promotions that teams were doing in the Pioneer League that, frankly, locally, the vibes were not. In-game promotions were the same exact ones from the last couple years, if not going back to Skysox days. Do they get old after a while? Of course they do. But... I think you could change it up. You don't always have to give away prize packs every single time. You could have fun in-game things. Maybe give away an autographed baseball in the game or something like that. But the promotional level of things to draw more fans into your stadium. Now, of course, as as it stands, the um, Rocky Mountain Vibes UC Health Park Stadium um, capacity is 8,500. They lead the league, the Pioneer League currently. I, I do not know what the other new stadiums are going to hold capacity-wise. But UC Health Park and the Rocky Mountain Vibes have the largest capacity of a team in the Pioneer League of 8,500 uh, full capacity. I can't imagine being at a game with 8,500 people. I, I think that is overboard, but it's happened. I've probably been at it as a kid with how popular the Sky Sox were getting in the 90s into the early 2000s. And I think they could literally shatter records. Same with the Raptors. The Raptors also have a capacity of 8,262 at Lindquist Field. Same thing goes there. If you keep drawing these fans into your stadiums, you draw in essentially more marketing, more promotions, um, potentially give out more stuff at the gates. Um, that could be a huge thing. And I, I also think like the season ticket thing. Season ticket holders in 2019 had a crap load of benefits to it was tickets a little bit more of course um but it seemed like the season tickets this year the overall like complaint from us season ticket holders that we kind of expressed ourselves was there was just not much given out or done during the season that really initiated us to stay i mean there was questions at the end of the season if a lot of people were coming back next year regardless of what the team did because there is no real benefit to being a season ticket holder other than having tickets. And, um, I mean, they advertised you got in early at games. That never happened. Um, the few times I went, they would not let you in prior to the normal gates opening. So, there's a lot they could fix upon and do. Um, they, they were going to give us firsthand dibs at... Uh, non-baseball related events that did not happen the uh nitro circus that is coming to town tomorrow uh which is uh like skateboarding bmx type show if you're not aware of what nitro circus is they, there was nothing about season ticket holders getting first dibs at those tickets i've looked through emails i do not see anything that states that so that is where I kind of am like drawn to like you advertise all this but it didn't really happen and thankfully I I I could not afford to go to the Nitro Circus especially with my kiddos or whatnot the tickets were just outrageous and that's not on UC Health or the Vibes organization a lot of these 
promotions that come in there and do stuff are charging their ticket price. Um, so that's at no fault to them. But I was fortunate enough, and thank you to all my fans out there yesterday who uh, went and liked the Color of Custom Screen Print Shop um, and liked their page and whatnot because you did win me two tickets to the uh, Nitro Circus tomorrow, and I very much appreciate it. My younger daughter is obsessed with that type of stuff, with BMX, skateboarding, motocross, things like that, that she watches on YouTube all the time. So I'll be taking her to that and get to sit in the um, the actual executive boxes um, with the uh, organization or whatnot uh, for uh, Colorado Custom Printing. Um, I went and picked up the tickets today on lunch at work, and I, I got to say, this shop is amazing. This is not sponsored by all means, but if you need anything for t- custom t-shirts or printing or anything like that, hit up CO Custom Printing on uh, Instagram or hit them up on their website at www.green. T is in Tom, S is in Sam, P is in Paul.com. That is green, TSP.com. And definitely go to their page and like them. So I appreciate everyone that did that last night for me. You guys are amazing. And I, I really appreciate it. And my daughter will enjoy that. And it'll be my first time going to something like that as well, which I grew up liking as well. Just never had the chance to go. So. Appreciate that. Like I said, I picked up those tickets today over at their shop. Their shop is amazing. Got a little quick tour of it and whatnot. Um, I will definitely be going there for uh, any future printing I need for the podcast, for podcast shirts or anything like that. So definitely hit them up if you need anything printed and kind of go from there. Um, But again, that's another thing going back into the overall promotions and stuff like that is maybe even doing a promotion during the last week of the season for these Nitro tickets. They didn't do that either. And they easily could have comped tickets to this show. Um, there's there's just so much things that the Rocky Mountain Vibes organization, and this is not a knock on them by all means. I appreciate everything they've done and they do. But there's there's... You gotta. There's got to be a way to market more people into these games and keep them there and coming back along with season ticket holders because the transition from the Rocky Mountain Vibes in 2019 to 2021, I know there was the COVID year in there that doesn't exist and obviously may have pushed people away. There's still concerns of COVID. There was at the beginning of the year type situation. Um, but... That's where you could easily draw off this. You you lost quite a bit of season ticket holders from my knowledge of speaking to fellow ones. Um, but I, I feel that this is a huge time that you have now confirmed the season is going. And that road to 2022 starts. I mean, I've already seen today that the Grand Junction Rockies are doing... Uh, some changes to their stadium, upgrades, things like that. I don't think the Rocky Mountain Vibes Stadium needs any upgrades. They kind of did that a couple years back. Um, and they they did quite a good job at it. So I don't think that is 
needed per se. Um, I, I wish there'd be more food options and better pricing in food. Um, that is something else that the Savannah Bananas actually ended up doing where your ticket price, which was on a little bit of the higher range of, I think, 11 to uh, $15, $16, actually included a meal included with the ticket. So, And you got a choice of any kind of meal that they offered at the game, not just like a hot dog and drink, but actually got a, a full meal. And I, I think that would be a great option for season ticket holders to include some incentive also they did free beer in the 2019 season which was great um i don't drink that much as as much anymore that was a little excessive um i had three tickets that i basically got or two tickets and i got two beers per game so i don't drink that much did not drink one drink at the games this year but i think they could easily incorporate that um, they did give $60 worth, or I think it was $30 worth of um, Toasty Bucks for, or was it 20 I think it was 20 actually. It was because I got 60 total and had three season tickets. The Toasty Bucks worked to an extent. Um, I had We had issues up front using them at the first part of the season. That was kind of a turn off. And then just overall, you could only use it at their two main stand, or the two main stands the vibes you couldn't use it any affiliated um like place like the the barbecue place or um anywhere like that so i think those should all be included within that um it's kind of hard to frankly come out there and only have all these toasty bucks available to yourself and then can only spend it on the exact same food because it gets old quick i'm a picky eater so there's only a few things I really eat, and it's not really the greatest food for you, nor is baseball food park, period, but, um, or baseball park food, period. But I think there's a lot of upgrades they could do in that area uh, compared to just an overall upgrade of the stadium. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing what changes come, where the vibes go. And what happens with the rest of the league? The, the NoCo Owls or stadiums currently being built. Follow that on Instagram. If you haven't done so already and you're a fan of the Pioneer League, go like the NoCo Owls um, team. And then we wait to see what the other Montana team will become. And then what rules get determined for the 2022 season. Um, I think the knockout round, based on that podcast I listened to, is staying. I'm not in object to that. I think there should be some kind of exception to that. Um, I, I did kind of like the overall process to having some extra innings in the playoff games. So I think it'd be absolutely amazing to have some kind of extra innings as well if it gets to that point. So that's the scheme of things in the overall process of the road to 2022. Now, of course, this road is just beginning. So we will talk about whatever news comes out from the Pioneer League, the Rocky Mountain Vibes, or any other team in the Pioneer League announces something. I will definitely be jotting it down and bringing it up on the podcast as a future topic. And then, of course, just going forward, overall... I think it'll be great to essentially have a overall understanding of 
um, what we look forward to as a team, who we're going to be, and what we'll produce in 2022. I am excited that we finally have found out that we have a team. We're not under this limbo anymore, and we can really sit back and wait for more details to come out, especially about season tickets. Can't wait to get my deposit down on those tickets or whatnot. Um, So look forward to all this. Um, Let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. It has been a longer edition of the Grand Slam podcast, but I wanted to give you a good quality episode this week. Um, I know last week I didn't have an episode, and then I've had two this week, and then going forward the episodes will be on Fridays. So look forward to that. Um, Next week's episode, I am looking to um, basically do the episode of Back to the Future. Um, What it will be is basically heading back to the start of the 2019 uh, Rocky Mountain Vibes season and moving forward. This may be a two-part episode where we start out in the past and come back to the future to where we're at today and look and compare the seasons what worked, what didn't work, and just kind of get an overall draft of the Rocky Mountain vibes and go from there. So again, I really appreciate everybody who is following my podcast, following me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I don't use Twitter that much, but when I do, I do. And just overall appreciate all the listeners. I've got so many new um followers on instagram we obviously just met that 100 range 100 followers 100 uh downloads of the episode recently and from there it just keeps growing so if you haven't done so already subscribe to the podcast on anywhere you listen to podcast if you're on apple podcast rate my podcast five stars that will get my podcast out there onto apple's um, marketing system where more people will have access to this podcast. I want to make this not just obviously about the Pioneer League through the next nine months, but to bring forward other topics as well that will entertain everyone and kind of get this podcast growing more and more and more um, to provide my my word, my thought basis out into the world, this really um, helps me essentially um, be able to get better and um, just enjoy having this time weekly to record episodes. So again, I appreciate everyone that listens. Go subscribe, like my page, share it to your friends, family, whatever you have to do. Let's get this podcast growing So then we can essentially maybe one day become an official podcast for either the Pioneer League or the Rocky Mountain Vibes themselves. So everyone, thank you again. Have a wonderful weekend and I will see you back here next Friday.